We are supported by Robbins Insurance, an independent insurance agency known for providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins is also known for delivering exceptional coverage to Nashville's restaurants and bars. Whether it's a fryer fire that sets off the sprinkler system and leaves your restaurant sopping wet on a busy Saturday night, or it's a once-in-a-decade tornado that cuts off your electricity and subsequently spoils all the food in your walk-in, Robbins has seen it all. And they know how to create policies that will get your business back on its feet as quickly as possible in the event a disaster strikes. Look, when it comes to insuring your restaurant, bar, brewery, bakery, grocery store, hotel, or whatever, you need someone who knows the industry, who understands your business, and who will create a policy that protects your space, your staff, and your concept. That's Robbins. Visit Robbins' website at robbinsins.com. That's R-O-B-I-N-S. INS.com to request your insurance consultation. Once again, that's robbinsins.com. I think one of the most overlooked things that you can do on a P&L, which is your profit and loss statement, is dish machine and chemicals. It's just one of those things you don't focus on until it's too late. Let Jason Ellis from Supersource come in and do an audit of what you're currently doing and why you're doing it. His number is 771-337-1143. We believe here at Nash Restaurant Radio that every single thing that you do should be done intentionally in a restaurant and allowing some company to come in and just fix your dish machine without you knowing what's really happening is exactly what we're talking about. The thing Jason does the best is he can help educate you on exactly what's going on with all of your dish machines and chemicals. He can do staff trainings to understand why you're using what you're using, again, to be intentional. They don't make you sign any type of contract. They are week to week and can get you a brand new dish machine with three free months of dish machine rental. You need to check them out. Go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, and then you will see super source. Click that tab for a special or give Jason Ellis a call at 770-337-1143. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. And welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. We are powered by Gordon Food Service. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. Super excited today to bring you this episode with Alyssa Gangeri. She is the partner and chef over at the Buttermilk Ranch. And man, what a fun conversation we had. Um, And this conversation... I didn't know a whole lot about her. Again, I, I love these kind of interviews because she just was a very interesting person. She's from New York, and uh, she's new to Nashville a couple years in, and she runs a really cool place over off 12 South, and I wanted to learn more. And we got into this conversation, and we it kind of got, I don't know, controversial. I don't know if that's the word, but I think that we both are running restaurants, and I think there's a fatigue that you get when you're just trying every single day, I think everybody in this industry kind of has this. It is a, uh, it's a grind every single day. And we had a real good conversation about what it's like leading a restaurant. So if you lead a restaurant, this is a conversation that I think that you'll enjoy because hopefully you'll be able to identify with a lot of the stuff that's going on right here. 
I really appreciate her um, vulnerability and talking about some of this stuff, just kind of the loneliness that we feel kind of leading. It can be a challenge. And I know that a lot of you out there are feeling the same things. So uh, really excited to get this to you. Got a couple of announcements, Nick. One is I'm super excited to be watching Hell's Kitchen right now. Hell's Kitchen on Fox. It is on Fox. It is the battle of the ages and moving to the battle of the sexes. And this is three episodes in. Alex Ballou, who is a chef from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, is on the, uh, on the show. And the guy is crushing it. He's a friend of mine, and I've known him for uh, since the pandemic started. If you want to hear an episode with him, uh, it was on April the 8th, 2020, where in the first episode of this, this uh, Hell's Kitchen, he says, I'm a former restaurant owner in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The pandemic killed me. And, you know, Chef Ramsey said, yeah, no, it happens. But this, if you go back to April the 8th, if you scroll back and you listen to that episode, you can kind of hear... He still had the restaurant then, but what happened? You can kind of hear the story of the, the backstory from Alex. And I thought it was a really good interview, and he's a very talented chef. In my opinion, way the front runner right now in this whole thing. Three episodes in, I invite you to uh, to watch it. His food is fantastic. He he looks great. He sounds great. He's just he's just an awesome guy, and I can't wait to uh, see how this whole thing shakes out. Frontrunner, in my opinion. Also want to tell you guys, the Bon Me project over at Eastside Bon Me is happening right now. Uh, Chef Harant from Lyra, his Bon Me is up right now, and this benefits the Nashville Food Project. $1 from every single Bon Me goes to them. So go support Eastside Bon Me and go check out these Bon Me's. They're the best damn things ever. I've had two. I'm going to go try the Lyra one today. It is fantastic. There's still Trevor Moran, some other chefs coming up, and I think that you should definitely go give that a shot. On that note, I will tell you about a brand new sponsor that we have. It is called Southern Health Insurance. And guys, this is a this is a game changer for you. You need to call Dan Marr. Dan Marr is at 832-816-8602. If you do not have insurance, if you are out there and you don't have insurance, you think insurance is too expensive, he can help. He can do some amazing, amazing things for you. If you are young at heart, mostly healthy, uh, or healthy or part of a growing family, this could be your solution, and it is Southern Health. If you are, if you don't have life insurance, my life, my my insurance guy, he's got a number on his desk, and his number is like eighty nine thousand five hundred twenty seven. Like, what is that? He's like, that's how many people have GoFundMe's out right now that can't afford funerals. Guys, you never know when something's going to happen, and you've got to have health insurance. If you're in a restaurant that doesn't have it, if you own a restaurant that doesn't offer it. This guy can help you out too. I mean, this is the main thing that if you're a small business, he lumps you into a whole bunch of other businesses and you get to be part of a group and you get group discounts and group rates and he can save you a lot of money. But also in this world right now, you've got to offer that to your staff. If it's your full-time staff, then you got to offer it to him and he can help you do it. Southern Insurance Dan Marr, his number's 832-816-8602, or you can email him if you have questions. And I recommend just giving him a call and saying, hey, man, what can you do for me? Just find out. His email is dan at southernhealthins.com. He offers life insurance up to 100000 qualified health, dental, um, health, dental, and vision. 
So, I mean, gosh, if you don't have insurance, I have a friend who didn't have insurance. He's in between jobs, didn't have insurance, and he had a lung issue, went to the hospital, had to have emergency surgery, and has been paying off that $40,000 settlement that it cost to do that for the last 10 years. Do not be in that position. It is less expensive than you think. You need to have health insurance, and I'm so excited to have Southern Health Insurance on board. We're going to do a whole thing in December where we're going to be really focusing on some of the sponsors. Guys, these sponsors are people that help support the locally owned and operated restaurant business here in Nashville, and I highly recommend you just give them a call. Any of our sponsors, we would love for you to support because they are supporting this show, and this show supports you. So these are people that are amazing people, and uh, they're my friends. I use them, and uh, I think that you guys should too. All of my sponsors are just awesome, awesome people. On that note, uh, we're going to jump in right now with Alyssa Gangeri, and I'm really excited to bring this interview to you. Hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead of you. Looks like the weather is going to be gorgeous all week long. Go have a hike. Go take a clarity break. Go do something where you intentionally set aside some time for yourself. Think, get bored, and uh, we've got some great shows coming up for you guys real soon. I cannot wait to continue doing this. Go back and listen to some old episodes. It's really interesting sometimes to go back and listen to episodes that are from the pandemic because just to hear what people were going through during those times might give you some perspective about what we're doing right now. And there's some really great leaders that we've talked to and told some stories. Go watch our Instagram stories because I'm going to put up the top 10 episodes we've ever had. If you're looking for some big episodes you want to go listen to. Uh, you might be surprised at uh, what our top episode is. And I can't wait to share that with you. Go follow at Nashville underscore restaurant radio at, uh, on Instagram. And that's where you will see our top 10. So thank you guys so much for listening today. And uh, have a wonderful week. Let's jump in right now with Alyssa Gangeri. Super excited today to welcome in Alyssa Gangeri. She is the pastry chef and partner at the Buttermilk Ranch. I am so excited you are here today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And I'm thanking you for the amazing goodies that you brought. Let's just be honest here. You showed up bringing goodies, and that is the mark of a fantastic guest. Uh, At least you're talking without food in your mouth right now. So That's not going to happen through the whole interview because <laughs> I am eating a Almond Joy croissant. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is out of control. And you also brought me a Twix mm -hmm. croissant and a Snickers and a, like a, a you didn't say butter, uh, or, or I'm sorry, you didn't say Reese's, but it's like a peanut butter cup croissant. Yes. It's like an inside out Reese's. You got the whole candy bar collection today. So the candy bar collection, mm -hmm. just l better way to start this thing off. Tell me about the candy bar collection. <laughs> Straight into it. Um, so I'm a very creative person and I get bored very easily. And uh, anyone that's been to Buttermilk Ranch, you walk into all these pastries. Um, most people get really mad at me when I change them, but I can't do the same ones over and over. And with it being October and... Halloween coming, I just really was craving candy bars. And I was like, how do we not just turn some of these croissants into candy bars? So I took a poll of our staff of 
what everyone's favorite candy bar was. And then I went and bought a bunch of candy bars. We ate a bunch of candy bars. and it Had just, to be terrible R&D. Oh, horrible R&D. Sorry to put you, I'm sorry you had to go through that. It was, it was brutal. It was really brutal. Um, but yeah, we just kind of decided on a top four. There was some good contenders. So there's some secret ones that are still going to come. Um, but the candy bar collection ended up being Twix, Reese's, uh, Almond Joy, and Snickers. How the fuck did Almond Joy make that cut? Dude, because Almond everybody Joy... like hates on like it's I, you're, it's so polarizing. It's like I hate Almond Joy, mm-hmm. or you're like me mm-hmm. and you love Almond I Joy. Love Almond Joy, and people kind of hate on Mounds too, which I don't dislike Mounds, but I like Almond Joy better because it's got the texture of the nuts. In Hell there. yeah! So I was straight like, we're not doing Mounds. It's only Almond Joy. I was actually surprised how many people liked Almond Joy, which I, I mean, I love it. I mean, dark chocolate, coconut, almond. I mean, come on. I'm going to tell you right now that this is the best pastry I've ever eaten in my oh, life. Oh, thank you. In my life. Thank you. And I've, I hope I'm, you're not just saying that. I'm not like a huge, <laughs> well, I'm not like a huge pastry mm-hmm. guy. I mean, you know, it's not, Yeah. I'm not like the most fitness dude, but like I am, I'm conscious yeah. of what I eat. You so don't I don't treat yourself. I don't eat a lot of pastries, but yeah. like. This pastry. <laughs> I'm usually like I'm like a casual pastry eater. If I'm somewhere there's pastries, I'm like, oh, I have one, but they're yeah. never like really good. And this yeah. was made like two hours ago, literally right out of the oven. You're one of the first people because they launched today. So I mean, we opened at eight. So I mean, yeah, I mean you it's are, ten thirty right yeah. now. So I'm two and a half hours two into hours in from the that first being right out of the oven. Yeah. I feel honored oh, at this. Good. This is oh, really good. amazing, and it is really freaking good. <laughs> and I'm saving the others to take home because my okay, wife good. and kids are going to go crazy for this. Oh, good. I'm glad. She's going to listen to this, and she's like, oh, my God, those were the best. She's going to be walking where she's doing, yeah. going, yes, those were the best. Don't blame me when that croissant makes, like, a huge mess all on your desk. <laughs> it's, well, it's okay. Yeah. I'm I'm down for it. I love it. So this is really exciting. So we've we you have the candy bar collection. Yes. What's your story? I you know this podcast we like to tell people stories. Okay. Are you a native Nashvilleian? I am not a native Nashvilleian. I am I moved here from New York City four years ago. Okay. And December will be four years for me here in Nashville. What so. brought you to Nashville? Um Jay Pennington and Billy Emmon, who own Urban Grub lured me here um they told me they were very interested in opening a pastry concept very pastry focused and really wanted to bring kind of a big city style bakery dominique anzel antonio bachor style to nashville because they felt like it didn't exist here and um jay was i got introduced to jay um, by one of my very close friends and I had a bunch of interviews here in Nashville and she was like you have to talk to Jay first I didn't know who Jay was I didn't know anything about Urban Grub um, I just knew that I liked Nashville and I was ready to leave New York City and kind of fresh start fresh city and yeah I mean four years later here we are with Buttermilk Ranch so but- you moved here by yourself are you married you have children like what's your story so I'm married my husband Jonathan um it was also in the restaurant industry we owned a restaurant together in New York in Manhattan for 10 years wow and uh yeah I mean like we are New Yorkers at heart we'll always be New Yorkers but it just kind of owning and operating a restaurant in New York City is has its highs and lows um, but it was an amazing experience. It just, we got to a point where the city was changing, the people were changing and we were just ready for something different. And he has never really lived outside of 
New York besides going to Villanova for college. And yeah, I never thought he would leave. I never thought we would leave, really, truly. Um, I've lived all over. I'm like a gypsy chef. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been everywhere. So for me, it was super easy just to pick up and move and leave my family. Um, for him, it was a lot more, it was more difficult. Um, but we moved down here. He actually opened Red Phone Booth. Oh, and wow. Yeah. So he uh, he opened Red Phone Booth and then COVID hit. Was he like one of the owners of Red Phone Booth? Uh, like- no, like he actually, he opened it as the GM and like really was like kind of consulting for them and getting them off the ground because they started in Atlanta. Um, really cool concept, obviously, and is great for Nashville, but they really needed like somebody with like deep hospitality roots. And he's been a bar owner pretty much since I've known him forever. Um, but COVID hit and, you know, obviously Cooper shut down all the bars and everything downtown and- you know, I was in the midst of building buttermilk and, you know, it just COVID hit and we looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, what is what, this? What do we do? But thank God we're not in New York City, like stuck in our apartment yeah. on the Opry side. <laughs> How yeah. was your experience throughout? I mean, because you're new to town, you're yes. a year into being in Nashville at mm-hmm. this point and mm-hmm. then COVID hits. Like, yeah. have you, were you able to form relationships with people prior to COVID where like you kind of had, a pod or yeah. anything like that? Um, <laughs> anybody that knows Keep talking because I'm taking a bite. Yeah, yeah, you you dig into that. I'm enjoy. Um, anyone that knows me knows I work pretty much around the clock. So when <laughs> I'm a workaholic, uh, I love it and I'm super, I'm grateful that I, what I do is something that I'm very passionate about. So it doesn't really feel like work to me a lot of times, except when I'm working like 17 hour days, those are, those feel like work. (laughs) Um, COVID hit and I just kind of went even deeper into work. You know, we shut down obviously construction for buttermilk, which was super scary for me because, you know, I moved here to do that. And, it's a dream concept for me. So I kind of COVID hit and half of me was panicking inside because I felt like my dream restaurant concept that I was 85% done with kind of may or may not happen anymore. We didn't know where things were going to go. We didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Urban Grub, we went down to like 10 employees, all pretty much management and kind of buckled down and figured out a to-go so you menu. you were working at Urban Grub? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you moved here, started working there while yes. you were building Buttermilk Ranch. Yes. So when I moved down here, you know, the main reason was to partner in Buttermilk Ranch, but I uh, joined Urban Grub's team, kind of rehauled their pastry program, and then also did some front of the house for them as well, just to kind of get them back to where they wanted to be, kind of elevate their service and kind of really focus on crafting our employees to give an experience as opposed to just serving. Um, When I started, everybody looked at me staff wise and was like, yeah, slow down New York. Like we we don't operate like that. And I'm like, no, this is how we're going to operate now. (laughs) How'd you, how did you do that though? I mean, cause that's the hardest thing in the world to do is to walk into an established restaurant that's doing well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, yes. people come to work, they make money. Yeah. On a leadership level, you yeah. can walk in and you look at all the data and you look at yep. everything and yeah. you go, we need to elevate. You, It, it becomes crystal clear looking at it from 10,000 feet, some of the things you need to do. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to sit in a room with three people and go, we need to increase service and we need to yeah. reestablish our footing in the neighborhood. How do you do that? Especially when everybody else 
is like, we got a good thing going here. Don't fuck it up. And like, yeah. how did you jump in to do that? So I'm a person, I mean, I obviously have a lot of experience back of the house, front of the house. And for Urban Grub, I mean, it was already such a successful restaurant and just booming busy all the time. And it's kind of hidden gem, right? Everyone knows like there's no sign outside. It's in, you know, the heart of 12 South and everybody knows Jay Pennington and the things that he's done. And, you know, he kind of, when he moved me down here, he looked at me and said, hey, like, take two weeks and like, we'll sit back down and you tell me what needs to get fixed in this restaurant. And I think for him, he knew that I was a person that had ownership eyes. And I think when you have skin in the game and you have ownership eyes, you kind of look at things differently. You evaluate things differently. You kind of see the puzzle pieces a little better. Um, I always compare it to like micro macro and I am a macro person all the time. I, you know, look at every tiny little detail and you know, there's people that, may not have noticed that detail even working there for five, six, seven years. You Are know you the mean? person that walks into a restaurant? Because I, I am that person to you. We're describing each other right now. <laughs> when you go out to eat and you're like, they have three light bulbs out. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Like I get it. Like I notice dust yeah. in places. Yeah. I'm also six foot six. So yeah. I have the ability to like see. Mm-hmm. But like I... My wife's yeah. like, just eat the fucking food, man. My husband, John, is like, Alyssa, stop. Like, stop. <laughs> I mean, listen, also, too, is like, I mean, as a business owner, it's like I have so much respect for anybody that operates a restaurant, a bar, any type of business, because it is so beyond difficult, especially now after COVID. But, um, yeah, I am, yeah, I'm super, super macro. So Jay says, come in. Here's two weeks. What did you tell him at the end of that two weeks? Oh, my gosh. It was like a laundry list of stuff. And he was like, at the end, I don't even think he said anything. I think he was like, cool, fix it. And I was like, all right. Um, But that's also when I knew that, like, him and I could be partners Because also at the same time, this was kind of a test run for me to kind of see, are these people I want to align myself with? I already, you know, knew the background and had met, you know, pretty much all the Penningtons. And I knew about Jeff and Jenny having um, pickers and stuff like that, Pennington Distillery. Davidson's Reserve. Great. You know, they're awesome people. I love them. Um, Amazing people. You know, it's the... And Blaze. Blaze. Blaze is like a brother to me. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I mean, we moved down here really knowing three people truly um we have no family down here our whole family is up in new york and new jersey and you know the penningtons have really kind of taken us as as family you know blaze is i can say like a brother to me and he's just yeah he's awesome and do you want to i'm gonna tell you a story about the penningtons yeah First of all, I went to high school with Jenny. Okay. And Jeff and I went to high school. But Jeff, his birthday, I think, is like March 10th and mine's March 8th. Okay. And so he lived five houses down from me okay. growing up. Like literally from the house I lived in like when I was like a kid. Like rode the same bus. Like I've known him for a long time. I didn't know who Jay was mm-hmm. by anything, right? But like we used to have competing like toilet paper contests. Like on my birthday, I'd have people over. And he had, it was always the same weekend we had our birthday parties. Yeah. Like we would like TP each other's houses. Fast forward several years, and I get a job at a place called The Boundary. <laughs> okay, The Boundary. I've was, only heard stories. Was, and I'm sure it's like this <laughs> legend, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this place was the restaurant. I got a job at The Boundary. Yeah. I smoked a lot of pot. I was a punk kid. Yeah. But Jay had no idea who I was or anything, and I approached mm-hmm. him one day, and I was like, hey, you know, my name's Brandon, and I really like working here. This was 1997. Mm-hmm. Can you how far back this goes? 
And I said, uh, I, you know, I was a food runner and I was like, I really want to wait tables. And he yeah. goes, aren't you the kid who's always in the back smoking pot? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, aren't you the kid that lived the street from me who wrote, fuck you, Jeff, on the side of my house in shaving cream? Oh, and I geez. went, um, yep, that was me. That was me. I'll go back to running food. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally turned around and walked away. <laughs> aren't you the kid that wrote, fuck you, Jeff, on the side of my house in shaving cream? And I was You're like, like yep. Okay, thank you for letting me work here. I'm just gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go back to running food. We'll, we'll circle back we'll around. Circle back to this. <laughs> I went to college, and it was a, that was one of the best experiences of my life yeah. working there. And yeah. Jay is an absolute legend. Jay, if you're listening to this, I want to get yeah. you on the podcast because yeah. we got stories. Uh, so I might have to twist his arm to come on. <laughs> a brief history in the Penningtons, and Jeff's been a good friend of mine for yeah. many years, and my brother works with them, and the whole thing. And awesome. We're big fans of the Penningtons yeah. over on this side of the table. So cool. That's my little. My so little, am I. This side of the table is big fans too. Obviously, <laughs> I partnered with them. I mean, he's an absolute legend. Yeah. His innovation and what he did with Urban Grub. Yeah. I mean, that 12 it was South. a car wash. The 12 South was a sleepy little mm -hmm. thing. And yeah. people were so pissed when Urban Grub came in because mm -hmm. they liked this small and this big monstrosity with all the fire and all this stuff. And it was like yeah. all the construction that it took to build that. But when yeah. it was done, I was like. Yeah. Wow. It's what he, he was able to create. He has like visions that and I think this is why him and I have gotten along so well is that, you know, I think I was a person that he met that he would literally just speak his visions out loud, even if it was just like patient related. Like he comes to me all the time. He was like, Oh my god, I've seen this and I was thinking about this and I'll be like, Okay and a day later I'll be like, Here you go and he's like, What is this? I was like, You asked for this. And he'd be like, are you serious? And you I'm actually like, did it? Yeah, of course. I mean, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I mean, like, it's just it's just pastry. It's, I mean, flour, water, sugar, salt, chocolate. I mean. Is that, gotta... the, is that the best thing in life when you, in business, when you get to find somebody who gives you the autonomy to do what you want to do and fully trust you? Yeah. And then you guys can be real. You don't have to. There's no politicking and there's yes. no this. And that's like. This is really what mm -hmm. I feel, and you can have that honest conversation back yeah. and forth. Is that what you feel like you found there? A hundred percent. I mean, and to be honest, you know, I think a lot of people have trouble or find it difficult to work for Jay because because he is he is a demanding person, right? He has visions, like he he is constantly evolving, right? Now it's like he's spending a lot more time traveling, seeing other places, kind of looking at what other people are doing. And just like, it's not about, for him, it's never about like, oh, I saw this, let's duplicate it. It's like, I saw this, how do we one-up that? How do we do better, right? And I'm like, from day one, you know, I always told him like, I'm a same page, same line person all the time, but I am a person that strives to be better every single day. And if I can get my employees on that same track to want to be better every day, even if it's in a small, minute way, I mean, you got to try and be better, right? He is always looking to make things better. He can take the most perfect dish and he may think it's perfect, but there's some way to make it better. There's always a way to make it better. And I think a lot of people, you know, listen, Urban Grub, you know, can a lot of people are like, oh, it's a revolving door. There's a lot of people that go in and out of it, like that come and go as employees. I, yeah, sure. But like, that's also the restaurant industry. And also you're going to naturally have that when you're doing 400 plus covers a night. A lot of people can't handle that. Volume breaks people. I mean, let's be real. And 
it does break people. And if you're on a management level and work for Jay, it is a demanding thing. And it is a situation you can't coast. There is no coasting. You know what I mean? And he's a, you know, he's a visionary. He wants to do bigger and better all the time. And I mean, I can never fault him for that. I find, I found challenge in the last couple of weeks myself Mm -hmm. with, I'm with you a thousand percent on get better every single day. Mm -hmm. Do something. Something. Hike, work out, read a book, listen to 10 minutes of a book, Mm -hmm. listen to a podcast, find some way to challenge yourself, get outside your comfort zone, but like constantly be striving to do better. My biggest frustration is, is that I'm, I feel like I'm on an island sometimes Mm -hmm. because I walk in. That's how I feel every day. Yeah. Like I, I I feel like when I'm in here and I'm talking to other leaders like Mm -hmm. yourself right now, I feel like I'm, I'm in a really safe place. So many times when you're in a restaurant, and I'm not, I'm not talking shit about my staff. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm doing here. Yeah. What I'm saying is it's it's challenging sometimes because everybody's not like that. No, so many people are like, look, dude, I just want to come in, wait tables, go home, smoke pot, come back and do it again. Yeah, like I don't want to get better every day, or maybe yeah. they don't know if they do, but that mentality every day is exhausting yeah. for me personally. Like I don't know how I continue to do it yeah do you find that for yourself like do you ever feel like you're just alone when you go in and you're trying every single day to get all this stuff done it's like why the fuck did you come in 20 minutes late why do you not care yeah because that's hard to lead people that way yeah um so I've always said you can't teach care um but yes I do feel that way every day um it's you know I've tried to evaluate it a lot, especially with buttermilk, right? Every opening, you know, I've done a lot of openings and after every opening, I'm like, I'm never doing another opening. And then I find myself <laughs> doing another opening, but like you have to be a specific type of person, right? You have to have a specific type of mindset. You have to be a goal oriented person. And, um, with buttermilk, you know, it was very successful right off the bat, which I'm super grateful for. But at the same time, you know, I've said it recently, I've kind of like had a kind of come to Jesus moment of that where it's very lonely at the top. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm a very humble person. I don't, I don't think I'm the best in the world or anything like that. It's just when you own a business it's difficult, right? You're by yourself. Ultimately, it all falls on you and it is very lonely at the top and you find yourself where people are coming in late. You know, I can't teach you to care. I can't make you want to be here. But then again, it goes right back to, we said it before, like trying to make yourself better every day. You know, I've tried to instill in my staff that I want you to be a better person, right? Be a better pastry chef, be a better server, be a better cashier, whatever it is, be better at it every day. Set goals for yourselves, right? And um, I heard a quote recently, because I'm a very goal-orientated person. Yeah. And if I don't have goals, I, I'm not focused. But I heard a quote the other day, and it's like, you know, focus on goals, not ideals, right? So- hmm. We talk about it all the time and be like, oh my God, it would be ideal if, it'd be great if, and it's like, okay, we can get lost chasing those ideals that you probably will never hit, right? But if you set goals, now they shouldn't be easy things to obtain, you know, if you But they do need to be attainable. But they need, a smart goal, right? They have to be obtainable to a certain point. Yeah. I set Specific, pretty- Specific, measurable, attainable, uh, time-bound, and- Yeah. 
relative? I don't know what they are. But yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm a person that sets pretty hard goals for myself just because I know that I'm a goal-orientated person. If you're not a goal-orientated person, then, you know, set minor goals that you know that you can achieve because when you do achieve them, you feel good, right? You There's a sense of a accomplishment. There's a sense of, okay, I want to do it again. Now let's make it harder, right? Um, but, you know, it it is lonely. Like it's super lonely. And you know, you hate to, you know, you own restaurants and it's like, you don't want to bring it home all the time because you know, you're aggravated. You're upset that, you know, somebody didn't do what you wanted them to do. They didn't perform the way you wanted them to perform. And don't get me wrong. We all make mistakes all the time. You I mean, I make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. It's, I mean, you can't let them define you, No. but at the same time, it's like, you can learn from them. You can learn from them. Right. Every day. And I love, I love all my employees. I'm very grateful for the employees that I have. You know, it's just trying to make sure that they're growing, right? And they're being better every day. And they're going to make mistakes. And there's going to be days where, like, they're hungover. And, like, they don't feel like being there. And, like, you know, it's that whole hospitality thing that's never changed. It's only gotten worse after COVID, right? But, you know, trying to make sure that they're not making the same mistakes every day, right? It's like making sure that you don't have employees that are those employees that's like, oh, first day every day, like, oh, first day, first day, you know, you don't want that because I think that's also kind of leaks and kind of goes into everybody else. You know what I mean? It does. I, I and you know, I think you're going to have a percentage of people like that all the time. I was yeah. telling my wife the other day, I said, I feel sometimes I just feel defeated yeah. because I can't stop thinking about the future yep. as a visionary and yes. an integrator. Yes. hundred percent. Thinking about the future. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all of these people that work for me and yeah. how do I make their lives better? Yep. And what can I do? And I go, there's kind of a weird feeling when you're in the building. I don't have a good sense of like, I feel like it's kind of fake Yeah. because I'm like you, when you're walking and you're the, everybody's really nice to you and like, yeah. Hey, good to see you. And I'm like, yeah. is any of this shit real? Like, I don't know. And then I had, I had a server, you know, two weeks ago, tell me that she hates everything and that you guys and them and mm-hmm. they, and all yeah. these things. And it just, it just deflated yeah. the living shit out of me. Cause it's I was hard. like, do you have any idea how much work and effort I put in mm-hmm to making this place a viable place for everybody and how much I want. Yeah. And then people just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It is hard. lonely. Like I don't it's have lonely. like somebody to just go, dude, I am, I feel like I'm on an Island right now. Yeah. And I curious, like yeah. you, you seem very well driven. Yeah. These are the things I'm going after. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard because in this industry, those people are, are I don't want to say they're rare, but people are content doing with what they do. Like I'm content yes. being a bartender and that's yeah. what I want. And there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. that whatsoever. I love that. But for somebody yeah. who's like every day I want to get better. Also, it's exhausting, it's exhausting. for me because it's yeah. like, I don't know how to turn that off. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you able to turn that off for a minute and just kind of go, I'm going to take a hike today and not listen to a podcast or I'm just going to hang yeah. out with my husband and not talk about work. A full day. No, no. So that's, but that's a thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure my husband would like me to, you know, um, I also haven't traveled a lot. I've really, I, I did travel a lot prior to coming to Nashville. Um, obviously once I got to Nashville, my sole focus was buttermilk and then COVID happened. So then COVID stopped traveling and then buttermilk opened and I haven't really been able to travel much because, 
of just being there 24 seven, but I feel like you can get a lot of inspiration, right? I mean, oh, my, man. all the time. I mean, I am, I have to thrive on creativity, right? My, what I do revolves around being creative all the time. And there's times where it's hard to keep yourself in that creative mindset and that creative flow. Right. And it's like, all right, who didn't, sh- I go to work every day. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen today? Who's not going to show up? Who's going to be late? Who's going to come in and say that they don't want to do this? Like, you know, who's going to get in a fight who's with gonna who? Who's going to walk out in the who's middle of the shift? Who's going to walk out? Like, what dishwasher is going to walk out in the middle of the shift and not say anything to anybody and then show up the next day acting like nothing was wrong? <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to stay in that creative flow and be a business operator at the same time, right? Because it goes back to macro. There's so many moving parts to a restaurant or a bar or a bakery or a cafe, whatever it is, to be the person that's the creative flow, but also the person that hold the glue that holds it all together. It's very difficult. That's probably one of the hardest things for me, you know, and then you try and bounce ideas off of, you know, a, a partnering chef or anything like that. And it's trying to keep them up at a certain level of creativity. So then you have to stay on that level, but then also inspire everyone around you to, you know, do their job to the best of their ability. You know, I've always said, you know, I said before about Urban Grub is that my biggest thing going in there for front of the house wise is like, this is not just serving. You're not just taking people's orders. You're not just getting drinks. You're creating experience. experience. People don't come back. You know, listen, they can have the best meal of their life. If the service, you know, was poor, Sorry, I'm trying not to curse. I curse a lot, so I'm trying to curse. Curse all you want. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I think I've said like ten f bombs so okay, far go. in this interview. So <laughs> I'm I'm the worst. I, they this told me when weird. I moved here, they're like, "You need to you have a potty mouth, Alyssa." No, this is a very real <laughs> real podcast uncensored um, your thing. You know, so I think it's difficult because you want to create an experience, right? If somebody comes into a restaurant and they can have great food, if they had shitty service, they're not going to come back. No. You know, and it's like... They'll it's, give food a second chance. They'll give food like, a... Yeah, this is oh, a bad the day. Ki- the kitchen had a bad day. I'll order something different. Correct. This place has great reviews. Agreed. Service, though. Service? Almost unforgiving. Unforgiving, right? Because it makes people feel not special. Correct. People like to feel special. And I always said that, and like my whole entire staff will laugh when they hear me say this, but it's like I literally have hammered it in their heads so deeply that it's like you have to realize that, one, you're on stage, right? You're a server. Always. You're giving an experience. And guess what? If you have five tables, that's five different experiences at one time. It's not easy at all. No. You know, and I think that people that aren't in the restaurant industry don't understand that, right? You have to figure out how to make you, everybody in the room feel like the most important person in the room. Really good people do. Yeah. The, the the good servers, the ones, we had a server at uh, Sky King Pizza in, where the hell was that? At Dixon? I think it's in okay. Dixon. But it's this little tiny pizza place. My wife loves mm-hmm. it. They have a really good dessert. But we went there the night, and I never expected good service. But this kid was so yeah. good. And I was like, I want to come back and ask for him every time. Yeah. Like It made the entire meal. Yeah. I think I left him a 35% tip. I was mm-hmm. like... That was awesome. it made you feel good. Yeah, I felt special. And yeah. it was like, I didn't, but I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I love to be pleasantly surprised. Yes. I am a big person that I'm, I'm it's hard to pleasantly surprise me, <laughs> but I'm but super happy. But when you are, it's the best, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's awesome. It's but awesome. Good, the, the good ones, the ones that care, the ones who want to get better every day. Yeah. They recognize that they're yeah. creating five and you keep that going. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of my favorite quote by Henry Ford is, um, whether you think you can do a thing or whether you think you can't do a thing, yeah. you're right. You're right. That's yes. the actual quote. Is whether yep. you think you can or you think you can't, you're yeah. right. 
It's a hundred percent. And I think walking into any job is a mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's, this is where me as a, as a leader, as a coach, I'm like, when you start your first table, we have no idea where they came from. Yeah. If they walked, if they just put their dog down, if they just left their mother's funeral, if they just won the lottery, they just got laid. I don't know. You have no idea, but they're walking in. But our only goal is to kind of read their energy, figure that out, read their energy. Yeah. And then make them happier than when they showed up. When they left, they want to go, that was really, that wasn't just food. That was amazing. And if you're a really good server, every day you figure out, I'm going to learn a little more about the backstory of this meat. I'm going to learn back. Where do we buy our produce? Where do we get this? Where do we do that? And then I'm going to articulate. I'm going to tell a story. Story. You're a tour guide. Yes. You're the ones who you're guiding. And if you can do that for five different tables, I mean, that's. It's impressive. Five tables is hard. It's hard. Four tables, I think, is really where you can do that. Yep. Five tables, you can't no. engage that way. It's Mm-mm. just too hard. But four tables, it's it's tough. Yeah. Three tables is a sweet spot. Yeah. But really doing that, I think if you stop thinking about your tip and you yeah. start thinking about. Oh, I always say that. I'm like, stop looking at your tips table to table. Like, stop. Look, you can look at the end of the night and be like, okay, I made X amount. But it's like, stop. You can't live in that mindset because you can never be deep into giving an experience, going above and beyond and exceeding expectations if you're constantly like, oh, I only got 15% on this. Oh, I got 18. Oh, this person gave me 25%. No, that, that, you can't be on that roller coaster. Like, no. get off that roller coaster. That's it's it's Ride your own ride. Anxiety riddled. Yeah. It's yeah. anxiety riddled of, am I, am I going to make money? It's like, yeah. just go create amazing experiences for everybody. And, and the money will come. You're going to do gangbusters. Yeah. Focus oh, yeah. on the job at hand. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do a tip pool at both of our restaurants. Okay. I don't know if you guys do that or not. but it's We started with um, Buttermilk. We did. Um, Urban Grub, they team service. So they're in teams of like two and threes. Okay. Well, that's cool. I, yeah. I, I think that when you're able to do that, when it's, when, Hey, look, we're it's all going to make a big yep. hourly wage and it's mm-hmm. going to be great. The better everybody does, the yeah. better everybody does. I think that focusing on service every day is the way to go. Yeah. But again, that is a challenge because there's a mindset of yeah. that's my money. Well, it, I think it's hard because like if you have the right group of people, right in the right environment, Tip pool can be super successful and create an awesome environment for your staff. But also, too, is like you hire the one wrong server and it affects the whole entire group. It's like and it is, a- it is like a flip of a switch that you had a great team to all of a sudden you have a miserable, angry team that's like, oh, this one's not pulling their weight. I'm not making enough money. I could have made this, but I only made that. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, please stop. Please. <laughs> we're talking about a lot of controversial issues today. yes we are a lot of controversial well issues. i think people could be listening to this and like what do they know they're not waiting tables you know they yeah. don't understand that well i'm pretty sure I'm, if you come into buttermilk ranch you can see me rolling croissants you can see me busting tables you can see me dishwashing or even declogging a toilet so. whatever the minute well, yeah i mean that's <laughs> but that's ownership of a restaurant right it it's like i want the best for this place and it's like i can't walk around and be like hey do this hey do that if i'm not willing to do it myself you I mean, I will never have the respect of my employees and my team. And, you know, I'm not going to stop somebody from trying to give an experience to be like, hey, can you go refill the bathrooms? No, I'm going to do it myself because that's for the best interest of my restaurant. I mean, if I'm we all are in this weird staffing situation, which I mean, owning and operating a restaurant is so incredibly difficult to begin with. This whole post covid world and bubble that we live in in the hospitality industry or I should say what's left of it is so difficult it is like dealing with 
almost like a manic depressant employee 24 seven because you never know what you're going to get. And don't get me wrong. I love my employees. None of them are that way, but it's just the environment that COVID has kind of created for us that it's, Yes, I think the restaurant industry needed to change. I think adjustments need to be made. But at the same time, it's like you have no idea what you're walking into every single day. And that is a very difficult thing to do. How do you how do you fix that? Right? So I mean, yeah. You take a plate and you go, we're gonna make it better. Yeah. Every single day and get a little bit better. Yeah. If we know that, if we mm-hmm. know that today I have no clue what's gonna happen yeah. today, is there a solution to that? Is it the day before we call everybody? Like what? Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, you know, it's always going to happen. You I mean, that's just the name of the game. But at the same time, you know, I pride myself on my work ethic. I pride myself on being passionate and being better every single day and impacting people's lives. Right. And yes, it's just food. Like, I mean, let's be real. Like it turns to shit in four hours. I mean, it's, it's food. It's food. You know what I mean? We're not, it's not brain surgery. We're not saving lives, you know, but at the same time, I love pastry because I feel like pastry makes people happy, right? And I'm happy right now. I, <laughs> I, you guys haven't been able to hear, but I'm eating this. I'm just slowly watching this croissant get smaller and smaller. I'm like moving the mic. I'm like, I'm he, asking a question. Like, she's going to talk for a minute. I'm going to eat. He definitely is moving that fucking mic. <laughs> so he can eat that croissant just so everybody knows how. I am um, enjoying the hell out yeah. of it too. Um, I just, my thing is I try and look back to the roots of like what drives me, right? Because if I can figure out what drives me, that may not be what drives everyone else, but I can at least inspire everyone around me, right? So it's like, I find passion in doing pastry because one, I love it. I think it's great, but it makes people happy. You know what I mean? Like genuinely, like people get excited. Like people like eat pastry. Like it's genuine elation for some weird reason. It's probably the sugar rush. I don't know. But if I can, you know, a lot of people relate pastry to like oh my grandmother made these chocolate chip cookies oh like the birthday cake that I had when I was a kid it was the best you mean like listen like I remember my birthday cakes it was a friendly's watermelon roll that my mom got from friendly's like I mean I have a summer birthday it was a summer like ice cream cake but if I can evoke an emotion through food I feel like I did my job right if I can turn someone's day around based upon what I they just ate that I created I did my job, right? That's what drives me. But then it goes deeper, right? I look at, you look at Urban Grub, you look at Buttermilk Ranch, two very different concepts, right? One is a day dining, one is a nighttime kind of finer dining. The morning is so different service-wise. If you're doing breakfast and lunch, it's completely different than doing dinner, even if you're doing dinner on a casual level, right? Because you have the ability to be the first person somebody interacts with, right? If you leave your house and you come to Buttermilk Ranch, you know, at 8 a.m. and that's you're stopping on your way to work to grab a coffee and an Almond Joy croissant. That cashier or that person that greets you at the door, that's the first person that you speak to maybe for your day. Maybe, you know, you're married, you're not, maybe your spouse was sleeping, but that's your first person you come in contact with. That person can set your whole entire day. Is that person bubbly? Are they happy? Are they, you know, how do you feel... What was your experience when you left, right? Did you leave feeling like, oh, I'm important. That was a great experience. Wow, that person was so happy. Wow, they, you know, said my, they liked my shirt or whatever it was. They knew my name. They knew my name. If I go there every day for my coffee and a pastry, hey, John, great to see you. Good morning. Large coffee, milk, two sugars, or milk, one Splenda. 
and people like my staff's always like, I'm never going to be able to remember that. And I'm like, it's not about remembering that, but also you will, because you're just going to see that person. You're going to know. I mean, I have people that walk their dogs. We make dog treats every time, you know, Kenneth walks his dog down the down 12 South. I mean, Izzy like literally lays down in front of buttermilk because she knows she gets treats, but also that's how he starts his day. I've never thought about this, but that, but it's wild, right? Because for it's me, incredible, the responsibility from it's a huge responsibility. The responsibility of we get to set the tone for your day, your whole I've, entire day. I've never thought about that. And for me, it's like, okay, for me, you know, my pastries, I try and uh, my goal is to be the best, right? I want them to be the best. I want them to be as fresh as possible. <laughs> <Pretty fucking good. laughs> Thank you. Um, one for me, you know, so if I know I can win it over on the pastry level, but it's also, it's not, once again, it's not just about the food, right? It's about the experience. It was, how was that person when they greeted me? You know, it's like when you walk into like a gas station to go get a coffee first thing in the morning or something like that. And the person behind the counter is just like, doesn't want to be there. Like, it's like, okay, if you, if you're not happy, don't work that job. You know what I mean? If you want to be somewhere at six in the morning, you've got to be up bubbly, happy, ready to go. You're impacting people's day, right? They're going to leave happy and then they're going to open up that box. They're going to eat that croissant. They're going to be, they're going to be happy again. So that's a two times. If you can get people three times, you're solid. You know what I mean? So I just, for me, it was really truly about trying to create a culture with my employees to give them that responsibility for them to know, hey, I have the ability to impact people's lives. I have the ability on a small level to impact people's day and I can make their day good or bad. My, if I've Let's got my head off in the right direction. Correct. Yeah. And I, and I say to them, I go, think about how you would want somebody to treat you first thing in the morning. If I'm the first person you see and you walk in and I'm like, rah, 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 like could care less. Don't want to look you in the eye. Don't want to say hello. Don't want to say good morning. Don't want to ask you how the concert you was think last you're night. You're too cool to be here. Like, yeah. Oh, you want to, like, I want to meet him. Oh, do you mean that? Like, of course I mean the middle. I, yes. I don't know. Don't have to correct. Yeah. We call it moments of truth. It's yeah. Those little moments of truth mm -hmm. where I went to a conference recently and I um the word that I kept hearing was frictionless. Okay. This was a tech conference and they were yeah. like, This is a frictionless technology. Frictionless. I, I was like, God, they're just using this term a lot. And I thought, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's that's our new friction causes mantra. problems. Friction causes uncomfortableness, right? Well, it's 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 a moment of like the, the friction like so if you yeah. walk in the if you if you park in the parking lot and you run over a glass bottle mm -hmm. friction yeah you walk in the front door and there's trash out front like friction if you, you ask the hostess or host hi we have two people do you have a reservation yeah friction That's like friction. how we speak to people when you walk in and you go hi how you doing like did you look at the menu do you know what you want like I am i in trouble yeah like, like did i do something friction, wrong friction yeah. like like, I always say how arms. Do we make it? I always say arms crossed too, like because it's also too is like body once language. once you body language is huge because once you've realized okay like it's the way I speak it's my tone it's what I say okay but it's also about how you carry yourself right if I walk in and the host has got her head down and her arms are crossed like you look angry and like and. I feel bad sometimes because I've said it to some of my hosts and they're like, oh my God, it's just like, I'm just creature of habit. Like I just I'm stand cold. there. I'm cold. I'm I just, cold, and I I'm like, that. okay, but if I look at you, you're unapproachable, right? Like you, I can't approach you. I probably can, but like, I'm not going to feel comfortable. I'm going to feel like there's. speak to me like that? She's such a bitch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I'm going to go write about it on Yelp. <laughs> it's the truth.
Hey, we're going to take a quick break to hear a few words from our sponsors. You know, what chefs want, some people still call it creation gardens, but what chefs want has been, was our first advertiser on the show. Uh, Monty Crawford saw what we we're doing. He goes, I want to be part of it, dude. I love it. And I just, I love that. They're so perfect because they work with locally owned and operated restaurants better than anyone. And let me tell you how they do it. No minimums, no fees, no fuel surcharges, no surcharges anytime. They deliver seven days a week. They have 24-7 customer support. You can call, text, chat, email anytime from anywhere. Or you can reach them at 502-587-9012. They have a diverse line of products. Their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh product daily. What Chefs Want is the perfect addition to any broadline company as they've got all of your fresh produce delivered daily, plus custom meats, anything that you need that your broadliner can't get. Give them a call, 800-685-10, or visit them at whatchefswant.com. Guys, let's talk about Corson Fire and Security. This is one of those companies that you don't know you need until it's too late. This is a company that has a guy This is the guy, Kevin Rose, who is their restaurant specialist, and he is amazing. He's a guy that will come in and help make sure that every single thing that you have is up to date, that they all work, and that they will pass inspection. And God forbid you need this equipment to work when you need it to work. It is really important that you're working with a company that ensures that that is what's going to happen. So guys, let me tell you what they're doing. They're doing fire extinguishers fire sprinkler systems, fire alarm systems, fire suppression systems, kitchen fire systems. They can do security systems and monitoring, access control systems, video surveillance, and vehicle suppression systems. They do it all. And it is so important to have somebody that you know you can call whenever you need them. That's what Kevin Rose is for. Do you have a guy What happens when there is a fire, the fire marshal comes in and your stuff isn't to code? Who do you call? You have to call another company. You have to press the number one, then press the number nine to get somebody who doesn't know your business. Guys, you need to have somebody who understands what you're doing. You need to call Kevin Rose. His number is 615-628-2837. These are amazing people. They are officially the fire uh, fire and security for the Tennessee Titans. They are just amazing. You guys need to call Kevin. I keep hearing about how it is impossible to hire people and there's staffing issues. That is why you need Poached for Hospitality. Poached is the nation's top jobs marketplace for the hospitality industry with innovative on-demand staffing technology and permanent hire solutions. Poached gives employers the flexibility and control needed to decrease labor costs and increase productivity. Poached is built by industry professionals for industry professionals. And guys, right now in Nashville only, it is free for the month of October. The rest of the month of October, it is free for you to post. So if you're out there spending tons of money on these other job sites, Go to poachedjobs.com. Better than that, go to nashvillerestaurantradio.com. Click the Sponsors tab. And if you scroll down and find the poach, there is a special link there that lets them know you found this through us. Guys, I'd love to have you go to our website and click the link because that lets them know that you're listening to us and you are out there hiring away for free. You need a bartender. You need a server. You need a manager. Whatever it may be. You can post it for free right now. If you're a manager, if you're a somebody looking for a job, 
Go to poachjobs.com and you can find the dream job in the industry. This is for hospitality professionals and it is free right now. Can I say that again? It is free with all of the money you're spending out there on all these other sites. Why not do this thing and get people hired right now for free? Yes, for free. Go to nashvillerestaurantradio.com, click the sponsors tab, scroll down to poached jobs and start hiring. Well, I mean, it's like, I, don't know, I, th- I think you go back to attitude. I think that's the yeah. thing that I hire for. Yeah. Is I can teach a, mon- I can teach a monkey how to make yeah. a Jack and Coke or wait tables, but like yeah. you've got to want to be there. Well, that's the whole thing is like, like, I think mindset is huge. It's probably the biggest yeah. thing. And I can teach anybody anything. And I will say that like for buttermilk, you mean moving down here, Jay was like, I, there is nobody doing pastry on the level that I want to, I want to put out. Right. And I was like, no, 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 like can't be. And I tell you what, there's people doing some good stuff, but it's very like singular focused, you know, five daughters has its success doing its donuts and stuff like that. And like, there's very single focused pastries. I mean, doesn't does amazing bread crushes it like sourdough. Awesome. Um, you know, but for buttermilk, you know, I am obviously a goal oriented person. I, you know, shoot higher than people probably want me to shoot. And my staff probably thinks I'm crazy half the time. And then, you know, they come in like one morning and they're like, what do you mean we're changing half these croissants? I'm like, yeah, we're changing them like tomorrow. And they're like, oh my God. Um, but, you know, I think that you have to be that way, right? Like you have to strive to be better every day. And if I can get my employees on the same page and I can get their mindset to, I need to be better every day. If it's a mindset of abundance, if it's a mindset of, okay, how do I be better? And I think where I struggled was when I got here and I said, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do entremets. We're going to do house made gelato. We're going to do lamination. We're going to do cookies. We're going to do everything in house. We're going to bake it fresh. Every, every couple hours you have those croissants out of the oven because I think a croissant Six hours out of the oven is completely different than two hours out of the oven. I think a croissant, you know, two hours out of the oven is way different than one that was eight hours out of the oven. And that was very daunting for my staff. But I also realized, you know, with Jay telling me that this type of pastry wasn't here, the staffing wasn't here for it. And that was a very difficult thing for me. And, I mean, I now can say that probably 80 or probably 90% of my pastry staff were all home bakers. Really? And like that terrified me. And like at first, and like now I'm looking back at it because I turned down some people or I didn't interview certain people because like they were just like home bakers and stuff like that. I've never hired a home baker before. I've never hired somebody that wasn't classically trained. I mean, I'm very classically trained and you know, I've spent, you know, 19 years honing my craft I like took the plunge because, you know, after COVID there was no one left. I think any restaurant here that even had a pastry program got rid of it. The only pastry that, you know, lived was, you know, us and, you know, a couple random high-end restaurants and then hotels. So I had to jump into the waters of, okay, like I will train you from the ground up. You have to be open to that and you have to be ready to learn, right? You have to have the mindset to be open to learn and grow. Do you let people know that on the front end? Is that oh, part of the interview process oh, of like, full on. this is what, let me tell you what you're getting into. This is what, well, and here's my thing. I tell people all the time. I mean, you're interviewing me and buttermilk just as much as I'm interviewing you. I want this to be right for you just as much as it's right for me because if it's not right for you, it's, I mean, you're not going to be a, 
an A employee for me or a B employee for me if you don't want to be here, if you don't want to grow and if you don't want to learn. And I tell them all, I'm like, I don't expect all of you to stay here. I don't, ex- I mean, you could be here for a year. You could be here for six months. My goal is that you leave here a better person. You need either a better cook, a better pastry chef, a, a better staff member. If you do that, go where you want to go, do what you want to do. I'm never going to stop you. You know, I'm just, I want to have that impact on your life that you had a great experience working here and you grew and, you know, you can take those skills and go somewhere else and grow even more. That's and, amazing. And then come that, back. That's a, <laughs> Well, I think if you create the environment that yes. lets them know that they have a long future Correct. with the company and you yes. put the right things in place, then why would they want to go? So this is the yeah. job. When you yeah. have that, when you have some seniority, yeah. you know what you're doing. Look, training's expensive. It's expensive. It takes a lot of time, energy. Like keeping people, retention is the new cool. I keep saying it. Like yep. keeping people around, putting your arms around people, yeah. identifying where they're at. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't interview people anymore. Mm-hmm. If we have a rock star walk in and they're like, we're going to hire this guy. I'm like, cool. I want to do this final interview. We're going to hire him. Like, I want to do the interview. Yeah. And I don't interview people anymore. I set people down and I go, okay, it's nice to meet you. I'm Brandon. You know, normally this would be a final interview, but I'm actually going to let you interview me. Yeah. Because I think that this job is important enough that I think that we want you. Yep. But I want to make sure that you want us. Correct. So you ask me whatever you want. You yeah. are interviewing me now. Open book. I want to know what. You, and it's so it's it's the most telling thing. Yeah. I've ever done. So many people are like, really? They're like, what do you what do you mean? I'm like, just interview. What do you want to know about the company? Yeah. Like, ask me anything you want to know about anything you want to know. Yeah. But it's interesting because I learn more about them from the questions they ask. If the first question is when when can I start taking vacation, oh. or you, that doesn't. But like, if Red there's flag. a, <laughs> tell me about your culture and yeah. is it defined mm-hmm. and what does the future look like? Are you do you want to grow? Like, mm-hmm. where do you see the company in five years? Like, those yeah. are questions. I'm like, oh yeah, Ooh, keep, keep asking yes, more questions. <laughs> like, but like it tells me where they're at. Yeah. Versus, tell me what you like having somebody rattle off their greatest hits yeah it's real easy to make yourself sound good like but i want you to want to work here yeah i want to know that you're comfortable with who we Mm -hmm. are and i'm an open book yeah it's been the most rewarding thing yeah that i've ever done just changing that just like i'm not i'm not interviewing people anymore they're interviewing me yeah did, did you ever think like times would come where like majority of the time like i barely even look at people's resumes like I look at them but like you know when I sit down and like interview with them I don't even have the resumes there anymore because I'm like it just doesn't matter it, it doesn't. doesn't matter where are you at in your life right now what's your mindset you know are you a positive person are you a person that wants to grow what do you want what do you see yourself obtaining out of this situation why do you want to come and work for buttermilk ranch I don't yeah I I, I couldn't agree with you more I whatever your past was just yeah. tell me about it yep and be real. Yeah. Look, I'm, we're going to work real close together for yeah. the next little while. I'm, I'm going to see you more than I see out, my family. <laughs> I'm going to figure out whatever these things Correct. are. Let's talk about it and let's get everything on the table. Yeah. What is your goal? What, what is your attitude like? I tell you, I had the best. I had a kid tell me one time. He goes, well, I've never waited tables before. I know this is a nice restaurant, but he goes, and I'll tell you, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. He goes, but I never make the same mistake twice. Good, that's great. I learned from everyone. I was like, I love it. You're hired. Hired. Like, hired. Could you ever not hire can somebody I steal who said him? that? <laughs> <laughs> He's at NYU now. But like, can you ever like? No, I, was, like, I can't in an ask for a better like, answer. I can't think I've ever heard somebody tell me something better. Like, hey, I'm gonna fuck up. I'm gonna do it a lot because I've yeah. never done this before. 
but I won't do anything that I've done twice and I learned from my mistakes. And I'm yeah. like, word? Like, word. Yes. Can you start tomorrow? Yeah. Like, let's go. Let's go. I mean, that's really yeah. it. I mean, I don't need to know why oh, I worked for this person, that person. Like, why don't you work there anymore? Yeah. Why? Did, I don't know. But like, what did you learn from that experience? Yeah. Just tell me what that is. Well, I think sometimes too is that people look at like, you know, it used to be, okay, let me look at your resume. Oh, you jumped around a lot. You were only here for six months, you know, a year, blah, 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 blah. But like also too is like, I think that's a testament to the establishment too. Like everyone's always like, oh, the employee jumped around. Well, no, like what was wrong with those places? Like was their structure 100%. bad? Did they not have systems and controls in place? Like were they not making their employees better every day? Because like we have an obligation to our employees just as much as they have an obligation to us. And if you don't think restaurant I, I see resumes i see a lot of resumes yeah right but like i see all the places that people only work a couple months yeah and yeah. then in my brain i'm like well there's a lot of people only work two months there i, know. I wonder what's going on there yeah like, i wonder what that is and sometimes i'll call that person to get them on the show yeah. <laughs> what's the deal with that <laughs> but i mean no I, I think that it's a really interesting it's an interesting dynamic we yeah. were talking about some controversial stuff today yeah like people it. are sitting here going they're only looking at people I'm like, no, we want to hire great people that have I, a good attitude that want to yeah. do the work. Is that too much to ask? No, I don't think so. I mean, also too, is like, I, I understand and recognize that it's not for everybody. And I think more so now, like after COVID people have realized and gotten out, they took their chance and got out of hospitality. Right. Um, my husband, John, you know, has been in hospitality forever. You know, one of his members at red phone booth was Gary Ashton and was like, Hey, do you want to come do real estate with me while COVID has got everything shut down? You want to go back after God? I mean, is he doing real estate now? Fuck yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> never going to come back. <laughs> Now I'm just like, hey, like he'll walk into buttermilk and be really busy and he'll be like, I'm going to bust these tables for you. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> See, I think that's when people say what happened to where all the workers go, where yeah. they all go. Where but they also if you were, it's very hard to leave, right? Hospitality is hard to leave, especially if you're a server or you're a front of the house person and you're making cash and like you have that flow of cash. It's hard to break away from that, right? Everybody's like, oh, I can't get a real job, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if it's that. I I don't know. I think COVID was an excuse for people to pivot, right? And a lot of people pivoted correctly. Some people didn't. You know, that's fine. I mean, you've got to make that life choice, right? And that's, that is everyone's individual choice. But also, too, is like I think that you have to choose places that you want to be. You have to choose places that you're proud of. Like I say all the time, if my employees bring their family in on their time off, like if their parents are visiting and they bring them into buttermilk, they're proud of where they work. Yeah. They take pride in their work environment and what we do and what we put out there. That is a like a huge thing for me when people bring their families in because I know that that employee literally loves being there and they takes take pride. pride in it. Yeah. And pride is a huge thing. It's a huge, huge thing. And you also can't teach pride. It gives you confidence walking to a table that you want to tell. Like, yeah. If it was me and I was at Buttermilk Ranch, mm -hmm. like I would not be able to wait. I like I would be so excited yeah. today at like eight o'clock. I'd be like, "Holy shit, we get to roll out the candy bar collection!" Like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Buttermilk Ranch. Let me tell yeah. you, today, an hour ago, yeah. If you like candy bar, you got to try one. At least yes. take one home with you, but then get your normal order. But I would just be so excited yeah. to share that because that's really like, yeah, that was really tasty. And I'm yeah. done eating Thank it you. now. By the way, I'm I don't know if you guys you got to hear it. it. 
And I'm going to eat another one, too. Okay. So, <laughs> honey, I love you. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, only two of them are going to be coming yeah, home. There's a Snickers, a peanut butter, and what, a Twix left? She You'll should probably me. text you which one she wants so you don't break <laughs> into it. <laughs> She's not going to know. <laughs> sorry, babe. No, I, I, I think that uh, it's all very interesting. It's it's This has been a fun conversation. Thank I've you. really enjoyed your Good. candor and just it's helped me because I've been feeling low. Yeah. I've kind of been down. I think it's hard. I mean, like, and I think we're all so busy and trying to run our own places and make sure that we're keeping our heads above water and making sure we maintain our staff and people don't steal our staff and like things like that. And it's just, you know, for me, it's like, Nashville has been so such a great move for me and people have been so supportive and the other chefs in this whole community of Nashville have been so great and I've gotten to know so many of them and it's interesting because New York is so cutthroat and it's so just go 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 all the time and going back to the mindset of like abundance and just trying to just do the best that you can do it's so strange for me here because people like support that. Right. And like for me being like a New Yorker coming down here, I'm like, Oh, like I'm a New Yorker opening this like big restaurant in the heart of 12 South. Like, are people going to be like, screw this New Yorker. Who's this New York girl coming into Nashville? Like, I didn't know. You I mean, it's just, it's the South for pretty me. Pretty welcoming. Super welcoming. Yeah. And I've like Nashville's like new home for me. And, you know, I think everyone's been so, so beyond supportive, you know, outside this industry, inside this industry um, of buttermilk and myself. And it's such a such an awesome thing to experience. And, you know, I try and remind myself of that. And like the small amount of time that I do have off, I try and go to other people's restaurants and go see them and, you know, support them. And it's just, you know, everybody's in it. Like everyone, everyone I go and like sit down at the bar or whatever. It's like, everyone's just like, man, like, do you have anybody? <laughs> no. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't you fucking take any yeah. of <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hear that they're coming to your place. It's hard. Right. And it's like, you try and be respectful and it's like, I mean, I just had a girl apply and she worked for Sean Brock and I, I love Sean. I think he's great. He's been super supportive of me and, um, you know, I was like, oh, I told her when I interviewed her, I was like, I'm going to be very honest with you. Like, I know Sean, you know, I know his staff and I'm not trying to rob from him and I don't want to rob from him. I don't need that karma in my life. Like, you know, this is a chef that's a huge chef down here and it's like his support has been so huge for me. And I just, I, I will be contacting him and letting him know that like you did apply if you do want to come here. Like, I just, I need to give him that type of courtesy because it's just, New York, it's just like, who can you take from anybody? Like, it's just so, like, out for yourself. And here it's just so different. It's it's definitely a breath of fresh air, for sure. Different in a lot of places here. Yeah. It depends on, and I'm, hopefully through this podcast, I can share that that's, that's the way you need to do it, guys. Yeah. You need to make that phone call. Yeah. Um, if they're still there and, you know, whatever. But I think, I think that's a very respectful way yeah. to go about it. Yeah. Wow. Do you see how fast this goes by? I know. I didn't even look at the time. I don't, I mean. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden. I know. There's like, so many things. Like, you don't, there's so much stuff that you still don't know about me. I know. Well, t- like, what gosh. do I need to know? Talk to me. Oh, what do you need to know? Um. Oh, my gosh. What is, what is your, do you have any hobbies? You have hobbies? a question. You what got... are your hobbies? Like, what do you do for hobbies? fun outside I own of- a restaurant, Brandon. <laughs> 
I so don't have any have hobbies. A, come on. So you have a dog? I have a dog. Um, what kind I have, of dog do you have? I have a two-year-old um, Jack Russell cattle dog mix. So she is super high energy. Um, do you walk your dog? Do you go um, hiking? Do you do... I try and hike as much as possible. I do love that you can get to like a lake or a hike in like 10 to 15 minutes in Nashville. Where do you live? Um, I live in Wedgwood, Houston. So right outside of 12 South. I mean, I'm at We ho. We ho. <laughs> I hate that, but I don't know. I don't like I don't know that. why. I like Wedgwood, Houston. Yeah. Like We ho sounds like we're trying to be Denver I, I was kind of confused by the We ho thing. I definitely don't call it We ho, even though I live in We ho. We don't call it We ho. Okay. Um, well. uh, yeah, I... I mean, I have to be super close to work because I'm there at like four in the morning. So, um, you don't have much of a nightlife. I have no night. <laughs> I have not. Uh, everyone's like, oh my God, I wish I was you. Like, oh my God. I was like, no, I work 20. Everybody, everybody says that to you. People say that all the time. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I just want to be you. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think you want to work them out the amount that I work. Um, yeah, I don't know. What other questions do you have? Man, well, I, there's so many, I mean. I had no idea. I didn't, I've stopped preparing. Okay. Like deep, like where I go, you used to work at the Gramercy Tavern. Tell me about the experience. Yeah. I don't do that anymore because mm -hmm. I, I've, I like to be What did you know moment. about me prior to coming? Nothing. Nothing. Ooh, I like I, mean, I didn't know anything about you at all. I knew that, um, I know Jay runs really great restaurants mm -hmm. and I saw that you're the partner there mm -hmm. and that you are a pastry chef and mm -hmm. I don't have a whole lot of pastry chefs on the show yeah. and I find that to be a really interesting segment of our industry. Mm -hmm. And since you're a partner there, just kind of the dynamic of what you're doing, I've tried to eat there five times. I haven't yet to eat there. <laughs> well, now you have my number, so yeah. you, know, you can just text me I'm and like, I'll get you a table. <laughs> every day I'm like, this, uh, they're closed. What the hell's going on here? Mm -hmm. But that's Mondays and Tuesdays, right? Mo only Monday and Tuesday. We're open Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. I apparently go on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Your leadership meetings on Monday. Let's like, go check out Buttermilk Ranch. Yeah. Always closed. Uh, no, so I really didn't. I, I just, as a leader in the industry, mm -hmm. as somebody who's here, like I yeah. just, some of my favorite interviews, like this one is, I, and I say every interview is my favorite interview, just because I love yeah. genuine connection. I love connecting with yeah. people and I love hearing people's stories as to what they're doing every day day like are their lives the same as mine like yeah. are they dealing with the same shit that i'm dealing with and i think that there is some real vulnerability in this episode where you're kind of mm -hmm. like yeah this is hard yeah and it's very hard I i'm mean, trying to get better every single day and yeah. it's exhausting yeah. and i think that resonates with a lot of people I think there's a yeah. lot of people out there that are feeling that same way i mean yeah. nobody knows what anybody's feeling right now yeah Nobody knows well, I think everyone's in their own little bubble of just trying to survive, right? Yeah. Like, and just trying to like figure out because I feel like things change daily, and it's like, okay, now all of a sudden there's a cornstarch shortage. Like, I can't get cornstarch right now. Like, I haven't like, been what able. What the to, hell is that? Like, I haven't been able, and like, <laughs> I mean, uh, a little background about me is like I deal with a lot of different starches and stuff like that, um, but I can't get. Can't get cornstarch, um, <laughs> which I'm really mad about right now. But um, yeah, so a little a, a secret about me going back to starches. So I am completely gluten free. Okay. Ha. Yes. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I know. That's why I asked you. I said, I mean, what did you know about me prior to talking? <laughs> gluten free pastry chef. Gluten free pastry chef. Um, I was diagnosed with celiac disease seven years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago. No. So I have not consumed any gluten in the past seven years. So I have no idea what that almond croissant tastes in like. So I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> I would say yeah. that it was just delicious. Yeah. Just 
rainbows yeah. rainbows in my mouth yeah so um but yeah it's uh so that's like another struggle of mine i feel like people people look at buttermilk and you know look at me like oh my god like i wish i i, I just want to be you i want to open like something like this and it's like like a fun pastry shop yeah, that and you I, get you to kind of just be in and be kind of the mayor and people of. don't realize you know how much work goes into it and like people you know i watch people eat our creations and some of them I've made a lot of things gluten-free and then there's obviously some that I cannot have and I'm lucky enough to have amazing recipes and, you know, have eaten a lot of stuff over my lifetime and eaten in amazing restaurants and worked for amazing You've chefs. You've had gluten for a long time. I was you, on the so you gluten. You know what it's like. I was on the gluten for a long time. Like, and I was hard on the gluten for a long time. Um, now I'm off of it and yeah, you know, it's, you learn to just... It's one of those other things where you just like feel like you're alone by yourself and you're like got to figure it out and it's, you know. Well, I don't drink yeah. alcohol. So okay. I quit about three years ago drinking alcohol. Imagine it similar because everywhere yeah. you go, there's just alcohol everywhere. everywhere and you're like, yeah. I'm going to do the thing that isn't alcohol. Yes. Yeah. And you kind of sometimes feel like. It's hard. I'm on an island and yeah. everybody's drinking and having a good time yeah. and getting louder. And, you know, you're just like, I'm not. Thanks. Yeah. It's. it's I mean. I don't know if it's the same thing or not. But. I mean, but it's true. You mean like you're surrounded by it, you know, All and it's like, you know, and it's not, and also like, you know, it's a choice, you know, like it's a choice not to drink. It's a choice for me not to consume gluten. You but know? it's also medically, I mean, there's, yeah. you have that. Like I didn't get yeah. sick if I drink. I yeah. probably would, but so what do you, uh, what's your favorite band? Let's get into some get to know you chit chat where I can Ooh. learn about what you like kitchen tracks. Like what do you listen God. to? Kitchen tracks. Kitchen tracks change all the time. Um, most recently, um, we jump around a decent amount. Um, not a lot of country music going on in our kitchen playlist, even though like country music has grown on me. I've never been a country music person. Like New York City didn't even have a country music radio station. So <laughs> we moved down here and like had to embrace country music. Um, I'm all over the map. Like we were listening to like 90s, like old school hip hop this morning. Oh, and um, yesterday we were on a little OAR. And, um, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely going to try and go to this Pitbull concert on Sunday. Cause he is high energy and high boy, energy person, but yes. like talk about experience. Like he's a awesome, awesome person. Um, he was one of my favorite interviews on Howard Stern. Yeah. He's just so real, so raw and Completely. does not pull punches. And he's just, he's like. He's just full of life. Yeah. That guy just does not accept things that no. aren't yeah. just like, no, man, life's amazing. You got to live it every day. And I'm yeah. like, I want that energy. I for, want I want that mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do I live in pit bull mindset? You got to have like $800 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you do whatever yes! the fuck you want. Yes, then okay. you can just be that all day long like oh you uh, don't like that go fuck yourself i'm not Thank gonna you. i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm gonna kind of feel like obtaining that amount of money would be in the ideals category and not the goals category. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a different but i, animal but I will sure. you know I'll, I'll put that on there i'll put it on my uh put that on my list he was so funny he, uh howard asked him he said um so i see you like in your videos you're on these yachts yeah He's like, are these like your yachts? He goes, no, Howard. If it floats, flies, or fucks, I just rent it. <laughs> like, that's about right. And I was like, that's that's Res funny. But he Respect. said that. Like that was like something Respect. he said in an interview. And I was yeah. like, 
That's 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 amazing. Yeah, like, he's I just a, think that's funny as shit. I just like I mean I I mean I, I love him in general. I, like I said, I think the mindset, his music, everything. I love his collaborations. Um, anytime I'm like have to like get into like a good headspace to either like compete or uh anything i mean i my headphones are in and it's definitely pitbull like if you see me like not talking to anybody you're headphones at the gym in, you're like i don't go to the gym i don't have time to go to the gym oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but if i did go to the gym i probably would listen to pitbull um, i could give you a dose of your own medicine if you want yeah you do have time you're just not making it. Yeah, no, that's true. If you have to yes. work at four, you could get up at two. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you get off work, you could. You got to prioritize it, and you yeah. got to want that in your life. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't want the gym in my life. I. I'm literally on my feet like 14 hours a day, and I lift like 50 pound bags of flour. So I oh, consider so you ha- you that. Like, you like work at CrossFit. Yes, I consider buttermilk ranch pseudo CrossFit working out all day long. Deal. Yeah. That's that, so, that's a thing. But yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Favorite yeah. movie of all time. Oh. You can go comedy and drama if you want. Cause um, mm. Favorite movie of all time. I mean. Uh, you had be, to been asked that question before. Be, this will be no surprise. Um, I am a huge original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory fan. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. What about that movie? Because I have a million things about that movie. Like, to be honest, I really feel like that. I remember vividly watching that movie, like, at my aunt's lake house, like, as a little kid, like, watching it on, like, an old school, like, big, like, fat TV, you know? And I don't know. I really feel like that movie, like, sculpted me into, like, getting into what, like, being a pastry chef because I just loved it. I loved, like, the whole room with, like, the chocolate waterfall and, like, the edible trees and, like, all that kind of stuff. And, um, we decorated Buttermilk Ranch as a gingerbread house last Christmas, which we're doing again this year. And uh, the designer that helped us with it, he was like, talk to me. And I was like, I want like Willy Wonka meets like gingerbread house. Like I want people to walk in this place and feel like they can like take things off the wall and like eat it. Like just because like you feel like you're being transported into something else and it's happy and it's joyful and it's like sweet and yeah i i love it um but uh if i had to think like regular movie no yeah i think willy wonka gene wilder gene wilder's fire man every time i watch that and i've watched it recently yeah he's like strike that reverse it yes and he does like so many great quotes walking out with the cane and then the flip Uh oh yeah we are the music makers. We are the music we makers. We are the dreamers of the dreams. Yes. And then he just stops. My ring, t- my ringtone is pure imagination. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm I, I'm gonna watch that. It's it's probably been over a year. And then maybe it was the Johnny Depp the new version. I didn't love the Johnny Depp version. No. Um. I'm obviously, I mean, I'm you know Gene Wilder is my jam. So I mean, I, you can't really fuck with an original sometimes. You know, you got to keep it how it is. Don't yeah. mess with it. No. Doesn't need to be messed with. That's the first time somebody's told me that movie, by the way, by really? asking that question. Awesome. Yeah, and I love that answer. Okay, awesome. That's Good. an amazing answer. Okay, great. Like, got any more brain busters? Best book. What's the book that you read or uh, that have read that like you subscribe to that you would share with anybody? It's like your best friend that like is wants to become a pastry chef, or they're having a hard day, or they're whatever. What's the book that changed your life? That's a really tough question because I don't really read a lot of books. Um, I don't, I mean, this is my own fault. I don't really allow myself enough time to like read books. I can't even tell you like off the top of my head, the last book that I read from like start to finish. Wow. Like, uh, um, 
Well, I will tell you a book then. I'll okay, all right. I'll okay. probably if you tell me a book, I'll probably get it on audiobook and I'll listen to it. That's what I do. Yeah. I drive into work and I yeah. just, I'm always listening to books okay. and podcasts, or I go hiking and listen to books. Yeah, is the thing. Um, I just did Brandon's book club okay. last month on it. It's called The Comfort Crisis. Okay, by a guy named Michael Easter, and it teaches you to get out of your comfort zone. Okay, I like that. Get we all live in a seventy-two degree okay. world. This is a nice, comfortable, warm room. But yeah. if it was 60 degrees and you walked in, you'd be like, this is, you'd walk outside yeah. and feel like, oh, this weather's like, it's how you get, when yeah. you, your potential is here, but you're, you live here, but your potential is here, but you have to get out of this circle I like to that. unlock it. And okay. People who typically don't have the ability to have mm -hmm. comfort, like we both have jobs. You probably own yeah. a home, I imagine. Like yeah. you go home and we take for granted that we walk in and it's 70 degrees in our house. Yes. We take for granted that yeah, I've got mine's food at like in a 68 pantry. permanently. But, what, <laughs> but you know, people that don't, yeah. people that live on the streets, or yeah. like there's a perspective that yeah. they have where mm -hmm. they appreciate things. Like they would love yeah. to have those things that people appreciate. So you getting out of your comfort zone yeah. helps you really practice gratitude. Okay, I the like that. Every day, things that you probably take for granted but it also challenges you to go hey i can do a lot more than i thought that i did yeah yeah and that's that mindset every day of i want to get better every single day like well how are you challenging yourself yeah and sometimes it's in a different way that you didn't like because you're thinking business and how can i challenge mm -hmm. yourself like yeah but go hike 10 miles tomorrow yeah like well that's gonna be really hard like but go do it. Go do it, yeah. And a 10-mile hike where you do 1,500 feet of elevation and yeah. it's like it beats you down might make a 12-hour day in the bakery yeah. feel pretty easy. Well, it's also amazing how much you can, like, clear your mind, too, on those, like, uh, that type of hike. Like, sometimes I have to, like, force myself to go and do it on, like, a Monday or something like that solely just to kind of reset and clear my mind. Get bored. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. People yeah. are, that's another thing. People are comfortable there. They get bored. They're uncomfortable. They get their phone and they look at yeah. it. Yeah. And like being in nature with nothing but your thoughts. Yep. Leave your phone in the pocket. Yeah. Spend an hour or two hiking. Yeah. You get bored and that's when all the creativity happens. Yeah. Oh, I come back from like hikes and it's just like, I literally have like a whole entire list of stuff. <laughs> My staff's like, God damn it. Did you go hiking again? <laughs> what are you doing? Where did you come up with this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. It just came out. You know? I hiked. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hiked. I I'm sorry. I cleared my mind. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> I the workload's the gonna be real hard for the next two days. <laughs> but it's gonna net the candy bar collection. Yes, but then comes a candy bar a collection. Massive success. I yes, I hope so. I hope so. It's only for this month. So next month comes pies. What more do you want to tell us about Buttermilk Ranch? What more about Buttermilk Ranch? Um, what more? About Promote Buttermilk Ranch all that you can. Buttermilk Ranch, BMR. Um, man, BMR just promotes itself. I mean, I'm, I mean, I live in the South, but I mean, I feel truly blessed. Like, I feel like I can say that. Um, I mean, I've worked extremely hard to get to where I've gotten to and gotten buttermilk to where it is. Um, I'm super excited about things that are coming for Buttermilk Ranch, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously we do these little things and, you know, everyone knows us for breakfast and lunch and day dining and our small batch bakery, but I'm super excited because there's a lot of nighttime special events coming, um, some collaborations, some different chefs coming in. Nice. Um, that's always been my goal, to be honest. I never wanted to be open at night, but I always wanted to like, bring in guest chefs, kind of, give a different dining experience. And, um, I think it's super important because I think, especially for Nashville, like bringing attention to Nashville, to Nashville's food scene, but then also kind of creating 
new dining experiences that are limited edition kind of only for, you know, one night, two night, a weekend, whatever it is. Um, I mean, I have some people that want to come do a residency for like a month, you know, like three days a week, whatnot, but I'm super excited. Um, Adrian Miller is coming next month. Uh, no, yeah, we're in October. Sorry. I never know what month (laughs) it is, what day it is. Um, yeah, Adrian Miller, who he's like a culinary historian and, uh, he's connected to James Beard and he's also an attorney and a whole lots of stuff, but, um, he's coming to do like a women in the white house dinner, um, at buttermilk. So we're going to do a special event where it's like going to be like a five course meal and he kind of curates it and, um, Myself and uh, my chef, Daniel Gorman, are going to do the menu. And it basically walks you through each course as a different woman that was cooking in the White House. So just kind of different. Like, I want, like, different fun stuff, you know? I love that. And I feel like I haven't pulled the trigger on a lot of things because I don't want them to be, like, this, like, mundane pop-up. Like, everyone's like, you know, I think pop-ups are cool, you know? But I want it to be different and stand out from others and it's an experience that you can't get anywhere else um so i'm super excited for that and it's it's kind of slow rolling because staffing and working 4 a.m to midnight is a little tough sometimes um but a lot tough sometimes yeah um but 4 a.m to midnight yeah if i do a special event at night i mean i'll be in buttermilk at 4 a.m because we'll be open in the morning and then if we do an event at night i'll be there until at least 11 12 o'clock yeah you don't have time yeah (laughs) (laughs) What books have you read, Alyssa? I haven't read any books because I... (laughs) What is wrong with you? You should be reading Friction. Friction. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for that. I think there's a lot of those things coming and um, it just kind of gives a whole different side to buttermilk. And I have a very fine dining background and so does um, Daniel. And I think we struggle sometimes because when you open up a concept that's very different from what you're used to and the level of dining and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we do a lot of volume at buttermilk and I think it's a really cool, innovative breakfast lunch menu, but we have a super fine dining background. So sometimes it's like, you feel like you're not utilizing your talent. You know what I mean? As a chef. And I think for us, it's, those are the exciting things and the fun things for us to do. And, we have like a 120 person uh, charity dinner tomorrow night that we're doing. And it's just, it's just fun. It's different. It's yeah. It's long hours that day or the days leading up to it too. But like it also kind of once again, like gets those creative flows going in a different direction than, you know, okay, what, what type of croissant can I do? You're changing lives. Yeah. I mean, when I say changing lives, like mm -hmm. every time you're on the interstate and somebody like lets you in, yeah, you know, like they're like wave at you and like, come on in. You're like, yeah, what you did at butter, they could be in their car with their buttermilk ranch coffee mm-hmm. and their yeah. croissant yeah. that they left there in a mm-hmm. joyous way. And they're like, come on into traffic versus yes. the guy next to him may have went to Mapco and the guy was like, what do you want, dude? Yep. And he's like, no, fuck you. You're not getting in yeah. here. You're literally changing lives. I know. I try. I may be overstating it. <laughs> I might be overstating it, but we try. You but know I mean, mean, that's a, that's cool. I think I loved that part of it where like you were yeah. like, no, we have to be cognizant of that. That's amazing. I think you have to be super cognizant of it. I mean, All right, we've gone way over our time. Okay, I could talk. I feel fun. like I could talk to you for hours. Yeah. Um, you are welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you. Love to have you back in studio. Very the, much. The final thing that we do on okay. the episode is the Gordon Food Service final thought. Okay. 
Right. Do you, did you watch Jerry Springer when you were? Oh my God, yeah. So Jerry had the final thought. Yeah. Where he kind of was like, guys, and he finished his whole thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody gets that reference, but that's this like old is our school right there. Final thought. Okay. Whatever you want to say. Oh my God, it's on me. Oh, geez. whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, you're just speaking to the hospitality community or whoever's listening. I don't know, but you get to take us out. So the Gordon Food Service finally really put me on the spot here. On the spot. And it's a thing. Okay. Um, oh, I don't like being put on the spot like this. Um, it's got to be inspirational, <laughs> Inspir- motivational, whatever you want. Um, you could say nib high football rules and then be done. Nib high football. <laughs> you get Gatorade. that reference. There you um, go. <laughs> um, final thought. I think that... I think this is a very interesting time for us all to be alive. I think that it's an interesting time to be in the hospitality industry. I think it's an even more interesting time to be an owner and an operator in it. But I think realistically, it's still the same industry. I think it's still the same passion behind it. I think it's still the same love and care that we put into our food. And realistically, if we put pride and passion in everything that we do every day, like good things will come and... I think you can get blinded by that, by the distractions of everything else. But ultimately, it's set goals, take pride in what you do, and be passionate about what you do, and everything else will fall in place, and so will the people around you because ultimately like-minded people and like-minded goals will kind of be attracted to each other and will support each other. So I think I have faith that everything will change and get to a better place, but ultimately it's on us to kind of create our own future and our own time to be alive and be successful and be passionate at the same time and eat lots of croissants <laughs> i think you i think you've said it all okay good i think that was a fan that was super off the cuff fantastic. i you caught me off guard on that one well you did you did a great okay, job okay good i good, do good, that good. i sometimes warn people oh you didn't he, Some, just so we're clear he did not warn me he totally Threw me out. Well, it's that. kind of a tell too, because I like to find out who listens to the end of the show. Because okay. every show I do it. So Got if you're going to like, oh, I was waiting yeah. for this because I listen yeah. all the time, then I'm I just going to be like, it's like a soul self-serving Got it. asshole thing that okay. I do. I appreciate that. So if you're listening, I like that to somebody and they're like, the I, best I wasn't expecting this at all. I'm like, so you don't listen to the end. So you don't listen to the ending. You didn't listen all the way through. I know you've listened to the podcast, but I it's have. not a. But obviously, you know now that like I have like twenty minutes. I, well, at a it's time. funny. I, yeah, I literally <laughs> have twenty minutes at a time, and then somebody I don't know what it is about buttermilk, but it's like or any work environment. The moment you put headphones in, somebody's like, "Hey, can I borrow you real quick?" And you're like, "God damn it!" I was trying to listen to Hal talk on this podcast, and. <laughs> did you listen to the White Squirrel Farm? Uh, I Hal? did. I only caught like the first like. 35 minutes of it because I got pulled into another Were direction. Were you blown away like I was? I, I listen, I, I love how, I love Kara. I, I, Lachlan Table was literally, I think I told you before, was the first place that we ate at coming to Nashville. So it's my just, favorite restaurant in the city. They do. I'm hesitant to say it, but it, it is. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in house. Well, that's amazing because guy. you haven't come to Buttermilk yet because it's been closed every time. True. That is, that <laughs> Sorry, is, Hal. I, Actually, I mean, listen, Hal's been in, he's eaten, he, I mean, he's had his fair share of croissants. So, you know. They're amazing people. Um, the White Squirrel Farm guy, Chris Winters, mm-hmm. the whole yin and yang. I didn't know it was yin and yang oh. either. I was like, the, it's like the yin and yang. He's like, yeah, just like yin and yang. I was like, <laughs> did you just like passive aggressively correct me? <laughs> you just That is correct. <laughs> Finally, I was like, am I saying it wrong? Like, yeah. Are you 
just doing this. No, he was passively aggressive directing you. It was so funny, that though. That is exactly I was like, what he was fucking it was, doing. It was almost immediate. I was like, it's like the yin and yang. And he's like, it is like yin and yang. <laughs> I was like, what? Did you, what did you say? I don't get that. I'm sorry. Have I been saying it wrong this whole time? I think I have. He's like, yes, but it's okay. We all understand what you mean. I'm like, okay. But I, I guess it. you don't want to be like, you're pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. It's actually pronounced yin and yang. And I'm like. Maybe that was just the polite way that he was correcting you. That would hope that you didn't realize. I didn't take anything by it until after I listened to it. I was editing it and I was like, man, he was really quick. Oh, shit. To be like, it's yin and yang. Come and on. It, but he didn't say that. He used it in a sentence like, I'm going to say it correctly. And via context clues, you're going to recognize. You're going to listen to this back and realize wrong. that you've been saying this wrong the whole time. Oh, I, t- I told him in the show. But like, I loved his whole soil chemistry yeah. and... The energy of yeah. good food, like when you put good energy into vegetables, like yeah. then that energy, you can actually measure the energy in the yep. food and then Hal's positive energy, what he does with them. I'm like, it's wild. That's why they taste so good. That's why it tastes so good. I believe it because it, his vegetables taste like yeah. better than any vegetables I've if ever had. If you're angry and you're making food for somebody, like the food's not going to be good. Like, or it might be good, but like, it's not as good as it would be if you like put your love and energy into it. I think all of that, that could be another final thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. You should save that one for another one. Or, Alyssa? Uh, I'll, I'll say that next time I come on. <laughs> next time you come on. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you so much for joining us You're today. very welcome. Have a wonderful rest of your week. You too. And You'll uh, be on a sugar high with all your pastries. I can't wait. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much to Alyssa and Jerry for joining us here on Nashville Restaurant Radio. What a fun interview. Some topics there talked about. What are you guys feeling about that stuff? Give a... Uh, Give a message. Send me a DM. Let me know what you guys think about what we talked about. Are we alone? Are you with us? What can we do to change it? How can we all support each other? Uh, I've got some things in the works, but uh, guys, this is this is serious stuff. And I just I appreciate me having this outlet and these conversations with leaders in the industry really helps me a lot. Hopefully it helps you. But this is a lot of fun. Guys, want to say... A big congratulations to everybody who out there won on the best of Nashville um, from the Nashville scene. We're going to be doing a show this week with Chris Chamberlain from the Nashville scene, and we're going to be doing acceptance speeches. So look for that next week. That's going to come out on Friday. We're going to do it live on Tuesday from one to three. So if you are see this episode pop up, we're going to be talking to a bunch of the winners from best in Nashville to hear their acceptance speeches. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. We will announce the lineup on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. You just have to tune in. We're going to have some of the best of Nashville on Nashville Restaurant Radio. We're excited to do this episode. Guys, uh, thank you for listening, and um, please go visit our sponsors, and I hope you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.